0: What you have to do is you got to focus on building relationships, not focus on making the sale. The sale will come when you have the relationships. The referrals will come. If all you're trying to do is make a sale, and that's often what is happening when you're, when you you know, you, you ask for that business, you basically eat what you kill that day. Networking is more about farming than it is about hunting. It's about cultivating relationships where you're getting ongoing referrals over time.
2: Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your co-host, Nikki Balou. I'm the other co-host, Michael Palmer. And boy, do we have an exciting guest lined up for you today. This is his second appearance on the podcast. He is the best-selling author of numerous books, including one that we're going to talk about on the show today. He is, of course, the one, the only, Dr. Ivan Meisner, the New York Times bestselling author of Networking Like a Pro. Welcome to the show, Ivan. Hi, gentlemen. Great to be on. Great to have you on. It's great to have you, Ivan. So, Ivan, tell us about the second edition of Networking Like a Pro. looks like a fabulous book.
0: You know, it's it's a good book, and it's interesting. You know, sometimes you write a book, and some of the things that you think are gems just don't play, play out quite as well as you thought. And and so what we did was we actually went into the book and we took some stuff out and replaced it with things that we've been testing and trying. And so I, I love this second edition uh, because uh, we've really added a lot of content and content that we're, we've tested for quite a while before before we brought this out. Um, Networking Like a Pro is uh, published by Entrepreneur uh, Press. And uh, you know it's done so well as a first edition, they asked us to do a second edition. So we were happy
2: to do it. I love it. Tell us a little bit about the elements that you took out and the elements that you added in. I think that'd be interesting for people to know about.
0: Well, so one of the things, some of the things, first of all, it's important, you know, anyone who has a copy of the book, it's important to know that there are a number of things that we left in that we thought were really critical. Like um, the idea that networking is both a mindset and a skill set that you need to have both of those intact if you want to be successful. We left in the concept of the VCP process: visibility, credibility, profitability. The butterfly effect. These are some of the kinds of things that we left in. We took out. Um, we took out some of the confusing stuff about um, uh, hub firms and about the the relationship process. I mean, there was a diagram in there that was just way too confusing with arrows and whatnot about the whole process of referrals that people just got confused with. And we replaced it with Really effective concepts, uh, well, uh, one is how do you do an elevator pitch? And by the way, the first thing is you don't do it in an elevator. It's not meant to be done in an elevator. <laughs> That's awesome. And we talked about online networking, which obviously has become, you know, the, the, the first edition came out maybe eight years ago. So online networking is more important today than it was eight years ago. Uh, and so we we added that in. We talked a lot about diversity, In networking, and um, and and it's counterintuitive, but uh, the truth is that the if you want to build a powerful personal network, it's got to be diverse. Uh, We talked about the top characteristics of a great networker and the bottom characteristics because we did a survey of 3,400 people, and then one of the things that we took out and added in, we did both, was we 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 had 10 levels of a referral, and, and we narrowed that down to five. So so we we kind of consolidated it as an easy-to-understand process in handing out
2: referrals. So those are some of the changes that we made to the book. Those are incredible changes. I love them. You know, this is real thought leadership, Ivan. I consider you to be the world's foremost authority on networking right? And there are there are some critical elements to networking. We've identified four of them. The first one is clarity. So we say that you've got to have a clear message and you've got to have a clear target audience. And I think you've nailed that. The second is you've got to pursue a strategy of preeminence or being the very best in your field. You've definitely nailed that. The third is all around having the right mentors in your life. And the fourth is having the right peers and the right peer groups in your life. Can you walk us through how you've applied some of these and brought them to life in Networking Like a Pro? Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, um, you know, let's let's talk about uh, uh, clarity. You know, one of the things that we talk about in networking like a pro and that I teach in, in B and I. BNI is the, the organization that I founded 33 years ago. It's a referral organization. Is that you have to have a clear message. When you go to networking events, it's not about selling products or services, not if you do it right. And, and, and when it's done wrong, I think networking is used as a face-to-face cold calling opportunity. You know, hi Michael, my name's Ivan. Let, let, you know, let's do business. And and people just dive right into trying to sell a product or a service. Rather than build a relationship, and so you got to be very clear in your uh, approach to describing who you are and what you do. And this is part of the mindset. Before you even get there, you need to let them talk about who they are and what they do. And if you don't do that, then you're not going to be able to make the kind of connection that you want. So, uh, strategy. Look, we we in in networking like a pro. There's just. Uh, the first part of the book is really strategic. It's the mindset stuff. And very few networking books talk about the mindset stuff, uh, that you have to go into this uh, with the right mindset. I'll give you a couple of examples. One, I I spoke at an organization a few years back in London, 900 people in the audience. I said, um, it was an all-day affair, and I was the keynote speaker. And I, I, I said, how many of you are here today hoping to, you know, maybe just possibly sell something. 900 people raised their, raised their hands. Wow! They're all like, yeah, that's why I'm here. I said, great. Second question. How many of you are here today hoping to, you know, maybe just possibly buy something? Nobody raised their hands. Not one single person. This is what I call the networking disconnect. People show up at networking events wanting to sell, but nobody's there to buy. So the mindset has got to be working through the VCP process, which stands for visibility, credibility, profitability. That's why you network. You have to first be visible, then you have to establish credibility, and then and only then can you get to profitability. And this is all mindset stuff. And if you don't get this right, I can teach you all the techniques in the world and you'll fail. So the strategy's got to be in place, big picture strategy for networking, before you can get into the, the tactical stuff, the techniques. Now, your idea of mentors, wow, so incredibly important. I'm working on a book right now called Who's in Your Room? Uh, we did a little B&I edition, but um, we're working on a public edition, and we talk about mentors in there. Let me, let me, give, you a, let me give you a preview. Are you interested in a preview that I haven't oh, talked about on many shows? Absolutely, yes, please. So here's the concept of the book. Imagine you live your entire life in one room, and that one room has only one door, and that one door is an enter only door so that when people come into your life they're there forever you could never get them out now luckily this is a metaphor and i'd say partially a metaphor but it it let's say it's a metaphor so you you know theoretically you can in fact get them out but if you couldn't would you be more, gentlemen, would you be more selective about the people that you let into your life if you couldn't get them out?
2: Absolutely. That's straight. Absolutely. Yeah, everybody
0: always says that. They, they do. And, and we all think that. Of course, I'd be way more selective. Well, two points. One is, why aren't we? Because they're very difficult to get out of our room. And I would argue that it's more than a metaphor because they may not be in your room, but they'll always be in your head. Hmm. You will make decisions for the rest of your life because of experiences that you have had in your life. And even if you, you know, conceptually take that relationship, put it in a box and stick it on a shelf, they're still in that room because they're in your head. They're not completely out. So one of the things we talk about, there's, we, we talk about how do you build a great room? How are you an architect of a great room? But here's the point of mentors. We say you need to have mentors. You, you gotta have good mentors. And these are, you know, you, you become the people you hang out with. And so if you can find people who will mentor you, that's great. And for me and many other people, it begins with a virtual mentor. Not somebody that you even know. Uh, somebody you read a book, you listen to podcasts like this. You you today with technology, we're able to have mentors that don't even know us really. But what's amazing is that if you do what they say and you become successful, you'd be amazed at how you do in fact have a chance to someday meet your mentor. I'll give you a great example. When I started BNI 1985, one of the first books that I picked up about scaling a business was The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. Uh, have you guys? You guys have heard of the EMF, oh, right? Yeah. Oh Michael's yeah. Michael's actually
2: yeah. friends with Michael Gerber.
0: Okay. Well, then you know Michael. So um, I, I read. I you know I read the book. I, I I based a lot of what I was doing on BNI, on the EMF, and I happened to be doing a radio show one day talking about how I based a lot of how I scaled BNI on the EMF, and Michael Gerber heard it, and reached out to me. And we've connected. He stayed at my house. We've become really good friends. And so here's an example of of having a mentor who didn't even know me, but I learned so much from him. I was talking to people about it. and, and, And because of me talking about him, he heard of me. We made a connection. And now he is a real life, honest to goodness mentor. So virtual mentors are a great place to start if you don't have someone in your life who can fill that role right now. And we talk about that in the book we're working on now, who's in your room?
1: i love I love that, and I, I love the the attribution. I think that's a key thing that many people forget about. is that giving attribution to who gave you the gifts and and celebrating them. And that's how the 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 word got back to Michael and how it then enabled the ability to create something new out of that relationship. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Very true. Ivan, you um, have really taken on peers and peer groups very well. I mean, I got to know you through our mutual friend, Raymond Aaron, right? And you're, Mm -hmm. you're part of the transformational leadership circle. And I know that the BNI is based on a concept of having a very powerful peer group. So how do you expand on that in Networking Like a Pro for folks?
0: Well, you know, I think you, you really need to start peer-to-peer. Uh, you need to work with the people that you're in a kind of somewhat similar success perspective. But you, you at the same time, need to be networking up. So networking with peers is really, really important. And at the same time, you want to be looking at at, 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 at gradually moving up, which means you hang out where successful people are. And that as you meet people, especially people that you think may be a little more successful than you, don't sell to them. Don't pitch to them. You know that old expression, it never hurts to ask? Yep. That's dead wrong. (laughs) It's totally wrong. It's horrendously wrong to ask for a sale before you have a relationship. And if you're networking up at all, it will immediately sour the relationship. And even if you're networking peer-to-peer, it'll sour the relationship. So, you know, don't sell to them. Don't pitch to them. And whatever you do, and this applies when peer-to-peer networking or networking up, add value. Uh, find a way that you can add value to the relationship. That's that's the way you get to credibility the quickest. And if you can get to credibility the quickest by adding any kind of value to what they're doing. And, and by the way, I don't mean add value by sell them something. You know, oh, I can help you with that. I can sell you my product or service. That's not what I'm talking about. And sometimes I think it's, it's like sales Tourette's. People just can't stop themselves, right? They blurt it out. Sales oh, I got a great you gotta, I love that. You got to use this. Instead, what you have to do is you got to focus on building relationships, not focus on making the sale. The sale will come when you have the relationships. The referrals will come. If all you're trying to do is make a sale, and that's often what is happening when you're, when you're, you know, you you ask for that business. You basically eat what you kill that day. Networking is more about farming than it is about hunting. It's about cultivating relationships where you're getting ongoing referrals over time.
2: That's brilliant. You know, that's very powerful. When I first met Raymond Aaron, I was uh, relatively new in my business. And uh, I focused on adding a lot of value to Raymond. I I didn't go try to do business with him at first. So I took your advice at that point. Raymond was... Someone who had a program that I was a member of. And I just went over to him and I said, Raymond, are you looking for more clients? He said, yes. And I said, what if I put a couple rooms together for you and and curate some people for you to be able to present what you uh, offer to them? He loved that idea. So I did that yeah. four, five, six times. And then, you know, he he offered to to pay me a commission for everyone that signed up for his program. And I said, OK, that sounds great. After I'd done this four, five, six times, he found out what I did for a living. And he approached me one day. And he said, hey, Nicky, you know what? I'm, I'm uh, looking to go race to the North Pole. And I'm like, yeah. what? Yes. Yeah. He was like, crazy. What? I can't believe really like, he did that. Like, yeah. like he was he was in his 60s at that point in time, right? Like, like no spring chicken, right? And, and between you and me, you know, at that time he was a little bit overweight. So I was looking at him going, there ain't no way you're going to the North Pole, buddy. He said, Well, I hear you're you're um, you know, you're your high-level fitness coach, and at the time I was. And he said, Will you help me? I'm like, sure, of course I'll help you. He said, I'll pay you. I said, That's fine, it's great. So Raymond became my client. And Here's what you need to know about that. For years, even to this day, even though I'm not in that field anymore, whenever I'm in a room with Raymond, he'll get up in front of the stage and he'll share Mm. the story. Yeah. You know, and he'll point at me and say, that's the man who got me ready to get to the North Pole. And these days, since I'm not in the field, you'll say, he doesn't do that anymore, but he's the kind of person that takes the best people in the world and makes them better. You may want to talk to him at the break.
0: How cool is that? And that's cuz That is really cool and you're touching on a point that a lot of people miss in terms of networking. It's so important to edify the people that you've done business with. That, you know, and you've had a you've had a great experience. It's so important to edify them for so many reasons. One is you're sending business their way because when people hear that they go, oh, "I gotta find out more about what this person does." And the other is uh, that you're cementing that relationship. It's it's another way to cement that relationship over time, and so uh, I'm not surprised th- at all that Raymond d- does that. I mean, I've seen him do that uh, on stage with with others, and um, Raymond's that kind of guy. I, I know him pretty well now, and uh, he's definitely that kind of guy.
1: He knows how to network effectively. Ivan, you you spoke recently at our academy, and it was an incredible an incredible talk. And you talked about edifying people that you're working with, and you shared as well when things go wrong, how to ensure that, that who you're edifying is actually the the kind of client that you want to be referring and not referring. Can you dig into that a little bit more and share with our audience the, the how to protect your reputation when you are referring others?
0: Yeah, so when you give a referral, you give a little bit of your reputation away. If you give a good referral, it enhances your reputation. If you give a bad referral, it hurts your reputation. And so I think it's really important uh, to stay on top of the referrals you give. And if you hear from somebody that you you refer to uh, uh, an individual to and, and they had a bad experience, um, you... The only way I believe you can address that is with clear, open, honest, and direct communication with the service provider who you referred. You need to, to pick up the phone or better yet, meet them face-to-face and say, hey, I just heard from so-and-so who I referred to you that they had a really bad experience and this is what they said. And then and then you gotta, and, and, you know, you'd you be tactful, don't hit, hit them over the head necessarily, but you, you gotta communicate it clearly to them and listen to their response. And if their response is, oh my gosh, you know, I, I didn't know they were that upset. I didn't know that that, or I didn't know that that happened. Let me make this right. Then you're referring the right kind of person. If their response is very defensive, oh, you don't understand. They did this, they did that, You know, whatever. Then you got to really think about referring them again. And possibly certainly if it happens twice, it's over. But when I find out when they get defensive, I check back in with the person that I referred them to, to see how accurate that information is. And if I felt that wasn't accurate, that was the last referral they ever got. But that clear communication is so important. And here's why. And, and this is where people don't like to do that. Well, I don't want to make a big deal out of it. I'm just not going to refer them anymore. And they'll do that. I see that happen all the time. No, I'm not going to refer them anymore. Yeah, bad, they had a bad experience. I am I said, no, you got to talk to the person. And here's why. I gave this whole shtick to a BNI chapter once and And someone had a bad experience, gave a referral. The person they referred was really, um, actually it was actually the, the referral they said was bad. I called the person and they didn't want to do business with me. I mean, they didn't even know who I was. So a little different situation, but here's why you got to communicate with them. So she came to me and she said, what do I do? I said, she said, you, 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 you always say have a conversation with them, but I'm nervous to have the conversation with them. Would you be there with me? And I'm like, yeah, sure. So we sit down with the person. And she says, look, I, you, you know, you gave me this referral and they, don't, they didn't even know who I was. And the person's like, oh, my goodness, I, I'm so sorry. I, I, it shouldn't have happened that way at all. And now this goes back to like the late 80s. And so she said, well, let's call him right now and think back to the late 80s. Where where were the telephones um, in the – and we were in a restaurant. There were no mobile phones. I mean people, people had mobile phones, but there were those walkie-talkies that cost a gazillion dollars a minute. Where were the phones located
2: back in the 80s in restaurants? Yeah, by the pay, bathroom. Pay phones, right? By the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, pay
0: phones, by the bathroom. So there's the three of us on a payphone listening as she calls the the re- referral who didn't know who she was. And um, he's like, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. She caught me on the wrong day. I, I forgot our conversation. And I I may have been a little rude to her. And the woman's going, she's shaking her head yeah, up and down, going, Yeah, you were
1: so rude to me.
0: And be like, shh, <laughs> what do we want him to hear. And he said, I'm so I'm so I'm I feel so bad. Would you have her call me again? I promise. I promise uh, I'll take the call. And he ended up doing business with her as probably a mercy sale uh, because he felt so bad. But here's the here's the bottom line: clear, open, honest communication is the only way to deal with referral issues. Whether it's whether it's whether the referral is legitimate or whether someone did a bad job on the referral, you've got to talk to the parties. If you don't, you're not going to clear
2: it up. That's incredible. So Ivan, what made you want to do a second edition of the book? Well, I felt that there were pieces that were missing
0: uh, out of the first book, and and I'll, I'll give you a great example. You know, the, the online networking. I mentioned online networking. Yep. And and so I, you know, I had some amazing experiences in the last few years that I thought I got to put this. I got to put this in a book somewhere, and it was about online networking and about the fact that when you're online networking, you're trying to sell a product or service. That it doesn't really matter where you like to be online. What matters is where your prospects like to be. Very true. And and it hit me as I was thinking about that. Oh my goodness, th- that, that has actually happened to me in a, in a kind of a strange way that's a little entertaining, but I think drives the point home. My, my kids, they're all grown now. But as they went through their teens and early 20s, the youngest is now is 24, but, um, the oldest, when, when I tried to call her, she didn't, she, she would not answer the phone. Okay. I I was convinced that she didn't know that the phone actually had an earpiece, but if I texted her, boom, she'd respond right now. She would, she would text me back immediately. So I realized if I wanted to, if I wanted to connect with my eldest daughter, I had to text her and my second daughter. Well, you know, she never used the phone to call. She didn't believe in texting. I discovered she she communicated with my wife all the time on WhatsApp. So I just asked my wife, what the hell is WhatsApp? I don't, I don't know what that is. And so my wife downloads WhatsApp for me. I one time I tested it. I called her, nothing. I texted her, nothing. I instant messaged her on WhatsApp. Boom. Immediately <laughs> she responds to me. Wow. So I'm like, okay, I get it. Text one daughter, WhatsApp the other. Now I'm on my third child, my son. He, forget about phone, forget about text, none of them email. He didn't care about WhatsApp. He's an online gamer. So I discovered that he loved a program called Steam, which is an online gaming platform, which has an instant messaging feature. Wow. So I I downloaded Steam and bought a game <laughs> so i could talk to my son <laughs> and he'd respond immediately if i if i instant messaged him on steam
2: that's hilarious and it
0: struck me when i did that that the same applies with your networking efforts online that if if you're trying to really connect with somebody and your favorite platform is facebook but their favorite plas- platform is linkedin you better start learning how to use LinkedIn if you want to make a connection with them. And one of the things I talk about in the book is, is a, a process called 24-7-30, follow-up. And you follow up with an email or a handwritten note within 24 hours. Within seven days, connect with them on social media. And within 30 days, try to meet with them. But it's that second part. Within, within th- uh, seven days, connect with them on social media. The key is you got to connect with them where they are, not where you are because if you connect with where you are but they're not interested in it then you're really not going to make a good connection with them And
2: so this was a whole piece of the book that was added in that I just I just loved. Wow sounds like that could be a whole book in and of itself at some point <laughs> just, just about yeah it was it's one chapter you know networking like a pro online right <laughs> that's it. that's absolutely amazing. you know Ivan one of the things that you do really well, which encompasses a key tenant of thought leadership is you deliver your message uh, and your solution in many different ways across multiple platforms. I mean, you do interviews like this, you've got books, you do keynote talks, you've got BNI, the organization, which is the world's largest referral organization. Um, 8,200 chapters now in 73 countries. 8,200 chapters in 73 countries. I think it's something like 15 billion a year in business past. Yeah,
0: we're we're anticipating that well actually I think it's this year we're anticipating close to fourteen billion in 2017. Billion with a B, 14, 14 billion dollars worth of with business system for our members all around the world. Now just so you guys know, 14 billion is about the same as the gross domestic product for the country of Liechtenstein. Liechtenstein. That's that's incredible. Okay. It's a small
2: country, I know, but still, but how, still cool is 14 that billion? how cool is that <laughs> generate Absolutely. that much. business. In, incredible. So this is the power of leverage. Right? Yeah. This is thought leadership being leveraged. People who listen to this podcast are interested in how they can leverage their expertise and their message. Because a lot of people listening to this podcast could be a coach, could be a consultant, they could be doing just corporate training. They may be doing what they do in just one way. And yeah. it may be frustrating them. They may be thinking to themselves, God, I'm not. Reaching the people I want to reach, I'm not making the impact I want to make. I'm not making my dent in the universe, as Steve Jobs put it. Can you talk a bit about how you did that and how you recommend people start to leverage their own expertise out there in the marketplace?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Two or three things I I'll give you. One is I think that one of the biggest mistakes that small business Owners, small business people make, is they do a thousand things six times. You want to be successful, you got to do six things a thousand times. Mm. Six things a thousand times. Not a thousand things, six times. People are constantly chasing bright, shiny objects. They'll do something a few times, it doesn't work out quite like they expect. And they go, Well, you know, ooh, look at that. Let's try that idea. That sounds really good. Let's see. Oh, wait a minute. Look look at that. And they bounce around from idea to idea. You really want to build a, a scalable business. you got to do six things a thousand times. Now, look, it doesn't have to be six. It could be five. It could be seven. But the idea is that it's a handful of things, and you do them over and over and over again. Now, what six things? Well, you, you, go, you go right back to your issue on mentors. You get mentors, whether they be virtual mentors or real mentors and, or a combination of them, and find out what those things should be for success for you and your business. And then you do those, you got to be like a dog with the bone and, and just work it and work it and work it. Let me tell you something. When I walk into a room, I might not be the smartest guy in the room. I might not be the most talented guy in the room, but gentlemen, I am almost always the most persistent guy in a room. Mm -hmm. I am a dog with a bone on something. And when I get an idea, I'll work it and work it and work it. And I work it with advice from people who I trust. So I'm not doing stupid things a thousand times, but I'm doing smart things a thousand times. I think that's the first one. Uh, For me, one of the ways I scaled the business was writing. And that may not resonate with everyone. But I learned early on that if I tried to get interviews like this, or if I if I wanted to do radio or TV, people would say to me, you know, and of course I was, I wanted to talk about BNI. They'd say, take an ad out. <laughs> you know, we're not going to just have you talk about BNI. Well, so I wrote my first book to see if, if I could, you know, talk about my area of expertise in networking. And of course have a chance to mention BNI. And what I discovered is that the media will interview any idiot with a book <laughs> and I have 22. So I get lots of interviews. It's one of the ways that I scaled my business. Mm. Was getting brand recognition by writing. People read my books and go, yeah, I got to check out this V&I thing.
2: And it's worked really well. That's incredible. So there's, there's two that I did to scale the business. Those are two really powerful ones. Ivan, I've read a number of your books and I haven't read the latest edition of Networking Like a Pro, but Michael and I are going to pick up a bunch of copies for ourselves and for our clients. And uh, I'm going to read it. And here's what I have to say. If you're listening to the podcast and you've never read one of Ivan's books, do yourself a favor and buy the new edition of Networking Like a Pro, and then go back into his catalog of books and buy a whole bunch of other ones. If you're in business for yourself, if you're a coach, if you're a consultant, if you're a trainer, if you're a small business owner... And you've uh, not been to a BNI meeting, you need to go to a BNI meeting. You need to go check that out. And if you've never heard of BNI, go online and check out BNI.com. And whatever country you happen to be in, whether it's in the United States, Canada, Australia, or elsewhere, make sure that you – Go ahead and do that because it's one of the best ways to take advantage of what Ivan called his his VCP methodology, this visibility, credibility, and profitability. I'm a big fan of BNIs. I'm a big fan of, uh, of your books, Ivan. So if you're listening to this episode, definitely make sure you do that. The other thing we hey, want – Thank sorry, you. I ahead. appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we believe in that very strongly, which is one of the reasons we asked you back on the show. The other thing I want to say, if you're listening to this episode, is – If you're serious about your business, your practice, and you want to know if you've got real thought leadership, if you've got a message that would resonate in the marketplace, and you want to find out, how much your message and your expertise is worth, let's jump on a call and find out if you could be the next Ivan Meisner in your market niche or market niche. And if you've got those chattering monkeys going on in your head that are threatening to steal away your dream and you don't want them to do that, you want to silence them, let's make sure that we have your voice be heard. Let's jump on a call and let's see if you could be the next Ivan Meisner in your market niche. You're very generous. Thanks. Ivan, thank you so much for being on the show. We're going to have you back on the show for your health book. You just told us about your health book before. I'm looking forward to having you back on for a, a third time. Uh, it's just such an honor to have you on the show because of who you are and your accomplishments. But you're a really easy person to interview. It's a lot of fun interviewing you. So thank you so much. Hey, listen, my
0: pleasure. Let me let me leave your audience with one One thing I haven't published this anywhere yet. It's just a saying that I'm gonna be working with in terms of scaling your business. Um, you don't have to be big to impact the community. If you impact the community, you become big. So the things you need to do are things that really impact people, things that people then are your you're in their story of success. And when you do that, then you become big. Wow. Love that, Ivan.
1: Incredible.
0: Thanks guys, I really appreciate uh, the opportunity to talk uh, to your audience.
1: Yes, Ivan, before you go, I have to say, based on what you just said, you have impacted me. Every time I've spoken with you or heard you speak, you've influenced decisions I'm making in my own business. So I feel like uh, you're one of those people who is my mentor from afar. Uh, and I just wanted to let you know that your your message, your ideas are making difference for, for my business, which supports my family. And I just want to acknowledge you for the difference that you make for so many people on this planet, helping them put food on the table and support their families because it's your work that helps them build bigger business, better businesses. So it's really both Nikki and myself's honor to have you uh, so many times uh, in our presence. Well, thank you so much. It's very generous. I-, I appreciate you saying that. Thank you, You're the you, best, Anna. man. You are the again. Best. Merry, Merry
2: Christmas, you care. Happy New Year, and we'll talk to you in the new year. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye. Uh-huh. That wraps another episode of the Thought Leader Revolution. And wow, what a revolutionary Ivan Meisner is. We absolutely love, we love him. Ivan. We love Ivan. We get so much gold. I'm sure you get that same gold. To learn more about Ivan and as well to figure out what is it that your thought leadership, what can it do for you in your marketplace? How can it help support you in growing your business? Jump on a call with us ecircleacademy.com forward slash appointment. Do that today. Until next time, goodbye.